Hello and welcome to a new series of Still Legit. Yeah, we're back, baby. We're back. Well, I say we're back. Actually, in all honesty, I'm back. Uh, it's just me, Anna, uh, on my Jack Jones again. Um, while Emily keeps her human alive. And I will be joined by a guest each week. Um, so if you haven't listened to this podcast before, Still Legit is the podcast where we take your uh, your fondly held memories of childhood gems, films and TV shows uh, and other pop culture nostalgia and we tear it to shreds uh, until nothing remains. So I hope you're looking forward to having childhood memories ruined today with our amazing guest who genuinely I was trying <laughs> I was trying to look her up and like, okay, I need to write her an intro. <clears throat> Firstly, we already know I'm shit at intros. Secondly, she's too prolific. She's too famous. She's got too many credits. Not like me. You can put all my stuff into a nice, <laughs> neat little chunk. Not this guest. So she told me the best way to introduce her is as a professional twat. I will add that she is um, an incredible comedian. She's a comedy writer and she's just a general like fixture on our TV screens. It's Rosie Jones. Hello. The crowd goes wild. That's what normally happens when Rosie Jones announced. <laughs> How are you? Oh, mate. So polite. I'm great. I'm so happy oh to God. see you. How the hell are you? I so we're um we're recording this in the morning mm-hmm. and I'm so happy to start my day Stop with this and you <laughs> it's this is why when we were chatting, I said, shall we do it in the morning? Because I think it's so positive to start the day on something lovely. Oh, Rosie. <laughs> and then the day can go all downhill. It'll be downhill from here. From here. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. This is as good as it gets. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're still remote, so I'm just uh, yeah. I'm just checking you out through the computer screen. But it's a great thing to start the day with. Because I thought I'd wear my favourite boiler suit. I was wondering. For you. It's a big day. (laughs) (laughs) The last time I saw you, you just had the most fucking adorable outfit on. And for anyone who doesn't know Rosie, she's like two foot tall. (laughs) She's just tiny little Pollyanna. Imagine like a ceramic what doll came to life. What's that wearing my multicolored mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and your uh, your vans with, <laughs> with sexy ladies on. <laughs> in case anyone was I... in doubt. <laughs> Just so you know, everyone, I am very gay. <laughs> Literally head to toe gay. <laughs> Could not be more gay. <laughs> so tell me, my tiny gay friend, what is the um, selection you've chosen for Still Legit today? I had chosen Beauty and the Beast (laughs) because it was actually the first ever film I saw at the cinema. Wow, can you remember that? 
Uh, yeah, right, well, 1993, wow. I was three years old, and apparently my mum and dad were like, right, we'll take her, but she won't understand it, and when she kicks her off, <laughs> we'll leave. We'll go to Pizza Hut. I wish that was how people approached me now. Yeah. <laughs> I to something, but if she kicks off, I'm just take it to Pizza Hut. <laughs> 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 my ideal man. Yeah. Um, but apparently, as soon as I sat down and it's started I was just in there and I never stopped looking at the screen and then um, we'll go into it more but at the end when you think beast has died and I was inconsolable and there was Yorkshire's three-year-old shouting BEAST! <laughs> oh! <clears throat> I was invested. <laughs> and you know what? I watched it again last night. And at that exact same moment, I woke up. But I stopped myself from yelling, so restrained. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to get, like, deep into it. It's not that podcast. But I've got cerebral palsy, and I think, actually, I wasn't free. I was two and a half at the time. Oh God, tiny. So at the time, my mum and dad were like, well, we know she's disabled, but to what level? And they said there was moments like that, a moment where... A two-and-a-half-year-old sat through a 90-minute film and just got all of it. They were like, oh, she's absolutely fine. Yeah, I can imagine. She's she's a tad emotional, (laughs) but she gets it. Yeah, of course. I mean, this can it can always be the podcast. You can always chat mm. that stuff as well because it's something that obviously sticks in your parents' head as well, that moment. Yeah. Do you remember it yeah. or did they tell you about it? No, they told me it. I think the first film I remember at the last... <laughs> At the cinema was The Lion King, which was a year later. And I only remember that because when Mufasa died... Were you like, beast, beast? (laughs) I was so upset. I had to sit on my mum's knee and she was like eight months pregnant at that time. (laughs) 
And I remember being like, what? Why is she so fat? <laughs> I I'm like, I can't hug her. Why? Oh. Why isn't she there for me? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I can't remember shit. I can't remember anything, man. I remember going to see Jurassic Park. But that must have been... What? How old do I? Yeah. I mean, older than that. I don't remember anything from being like three, four. What happened to me? Why? I must have been to the cinema. Yeah. Because do I... you remember a first memory or something? I have a vague memory of of being in the garden of the house that I I moved out of when I was like four or five. So I have a sort of memory of that. Mm. Um, But yeah, very little other than that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know know what's going on there. So, you know, that's something fun. We need to look into that. Yeah. What I think I'll do is I'll probably just drink myself into a stupor at some point and then it will all just come flooding back. Yeah. And I'll feel really well equipped to deal with it. (laughs) <laughs> Great! But I feel like Beauty and the Beast, because it's a 1991 film, and just in case yeah. anyone is in any uh, in any way confused, we're not talking about the Emma Watson live oh, version. Absolutely not. We're talking about no. the Disney version. I was like, I would have been five, so. Yeah. Surely someone would have taken me. But I yeah, don't really yeah. remember the film, man. I, I've got a few. We should get into it because <laughs> i got thoughts. Do you want to do a little rundown of the plot? Or would you like yeah. me to? Yeah, go for it. Oh, no, you do it. No. You'll be, you'll be quick. I feel like I'm too invested. Oh, okay. I will go into detail. That is definitely happening, like, and that's normally what Emily's <laughs> here to bug me off about. Uh, okay, cool. So, Beauty and the Beast. We start with a prince being cursed, and the curse, the very specific curse, is that if he gets to 21, to be discussed, if he gets to 21, <laughs> this, um, without finding love in his heart and and being loved back, then this rose, this enchanted rose will die and he'll he'll mm. die. So that's the backdrop of it. Then we've got Belle, who likes to read, lives in a little village. Her dad's an inventor. Um, he goes missing. She goes to look for him. She ends up trapped in an enchanted castle with this beast who's trying to woo her. Then Gaston... The hunk of the hunk of the village <laughs> ends up trying to kill the beast, and spoiler alert, it all works out in the end. <laughs> yeah, there's some talk. Oh, does it? Oh, does it? <laughs> it does. Yeah, guys, it does. It literally ends on that line of, "Will they live happily ever after?" Yeah. She's like, "Of course, well. my dear. Of course." Oh God. So I was so worried because, like I say, I got um, really fond memories of it. So I was like, do I really want to go into it? And yeah, like you say, at the beginning, you're like, this is not okay. <laughs> shall, shall we start with ages? Yes. Yeah. Really good place to start. So, like you said, the witch puts a curse on the prince. He got to find love in his heart. Before he's 21, 
How old is How it old now? is this fucking prince? Firstly, like, um, and then later on, because that's what I wrote down, massive writing, I was like, what? Yeah. Then later on, one of the candlesticks or someone says, for 10 years, we Yes. And the other's like, so she cursed 11 year old. That's irresponsible. <laughs> also, where are his parents? Yeah. Where are his parents? <laughs> That's what I put in big capital letters. <laughs> and He's they 11. say, yeah. But basically, you've left an 11-year-old in a castle... A fucking huge castle. ...with loads of people who work for him. Of course he's a twat. Yes. Not only A, is he a twat, but B, the whole story set up is that this enchantress came and was like, oh... Let me shelter here. I'll give you a rose or something like that. Um, and he's yeah. like, no. And she's like, oh, well, last chance. And he's like, no. I'm sorry. That is responsible parenting. If you're like, yeah. listen, I'm going to leave yeah. you alone in the in the castle. If any yeah. strange women come to the door yeah. offering you flowers, <laughs> do not let them in. Stranger danger. Exactly. <laughs> so... Really, I felt sorry for him. Yeah. Because he's just a child on his own. He's not her parents or friends. And none of the staff treat him, none of the staff like, you know, I feel like Mrs. Potts could have taken him under her wing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But none of them are yeah. in a parenting role. They're all really sort of detached, subservient, sort of scared of him. No, no. Because actually what I really enjoyed and we're getting into my secret, like, I'm just a shocker for love. Ooh. What? I really love is he genuinely changes. He loves. And I said I know it's a Disney film, but he has an arc in that. Of course he's angry. In in today's society, beasts would have gone to therapy Mm -hmm. because a lot of his problems aren't him. It comes from a childhood of being a beast. beast. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Although, however, don't get me wrong, I'm also a sucker for love, but maybe I'm a bit more <laughs> shaded right now, having just been Aww. through a breakup. But no, I think I am quite, um, I was, I did watch it and I was like, am I, why am I so cliche, like, <laughs> you know, like a joyless, woke yeah. person who's like, oh, actually yeah. you can't enjoy that anymore. You, you, yeah. you have to, but he is so scary. Yeah. He is Yeah. It's like no one's taught him that he is physically terrified. I've worked with people yeah. who are super tall, six foot five, six foot six and stuff. Me. You, yeah, exactly. I've worked with Rosie Jones, is what I'm trying to say. Um and they just have no concept. I used to work with this one guy. You know where I took you? That bar I took you. Yeah. So there's yeah. a guy who worked there and he was Six foot five, I think. And he used to drink too much. Yeah. And when he did, he would just, it would be scary. And he didn't think that he was scary at all because he was like this lanky kind of sweet guy when he was sober. But he had no idea of how much he loomed and was physically intimidating. And no one's taught the beast this. And I know that's not his fault, but I'm like... 
the way that he treats Belle, I was like, get out. Do not allow yeah. yourself to be yeah. to be put in this position where this man is yeah. demanding, slamming yeah. on the door and demanding you come down to dinner and stuff. But it's so often. <laughs> <laughs> and I get, and I, and I know, and I get that. And it is really adorable because he's, the animation of it is so sort of, he's yeah. kind of comical and he's there trying to feed yeah. the birds and stuff. But... My killjoy instinct is, are we teaching women with this that if you have a man like that, if you persevere as the woman, as the partner, you are the one that can change them. Like he's not, he's not had the responsibility to do that on his own. It's only through being with another. Well, what is this constant thing of, oh, you'll be a bag of shit until you meet the right person and then you'll suddenly self-actualize. Yeah. because I think if it was real, actually, I forgot this bit happened and it really affected me. My favourite bit is, of course, after the left danced around. Taylor's oldest time, <laughs> which I did cry. Yes, I did as a 30-year-old woman. Um, but after, when they realised that Bella's father is in danger and he said to her, go, mm. go. I mean, it's a very different film, but that could change in that maybe Belle goes off and then they don't get back together because they had a brief love affair Mm. that both of them needed at that time. That's a good point, yeah, that is a good point. actually, we know he is 21. I think Belle is younger. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she is, isn't she? If we're being realistic and a little bit cliche. What I would love to happen is that she never comes back because they're giving each other what they needed and the beast doesn't die because the love for himself has changed and they are both... Oh, I love this. Let's pitch it. Yeah! (laughs) They are both now able to grow up because 21, you do not know who you are. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Let the beast go to uni... Letting shag about a bit. Imagine what that beast sex would be like. Oh. The chain, I would imagine. Really great. (laughs) Um, Because I feel like, yeah, my favourite part of the film is the Taylor's older time because they've both changed Mm. and I don't need a happy ending just let them grow separately I mean yes because (laughs) and we're we're jumping around a bit but it's very important to say that when the beast is is, turns back into his human form he looks like such a no 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 he's got like this big 
sort of um, bee stung pout. He looks like a Jean Paul Gaultier yeah. model. Yeah. He's like, oh, and he's got all this red hair. Yeah. And suddenly he's speaking in a much higher yeah. voice. Yeah. Because the beast's voice is is quite deep and rumbly. But yeah. everyone else, the candle, you know, Lumiere, Cogsworth and everything, yeah. they all have the same voice from human to candle or whatever. Yeah. But he yeah. gets, suddenly he has like, oh, hey, Belle, hi, hi. I was like, no. Give me the beast. No. The beast was hot. Yeah, that's it. And back to baby Rosie when I watched it. Apparently my mum was like, no, no, beast isn't dead, he's dead. And I was like, no, it's not beast. And I felt that. Last night in that, I'm like, who is? There's no. It's really pretty boy child. Yeah. And then it just lets itself down because it's gone. Oh, it's not about looks. Oh wait. Oh, yeah. it is yeah. now. It's always and that look. thing of if you kiss the frog, maybe you'll get a handsome prince. And it's like, or yeah. maybe you'll just no. love the fucking frog. And yeah. even if he does turn out to be a human, could he not be a flawed human? Could he not be that shit. someone who just looks ordinary? I mean, let's let's talk about Belle for a little bit because yeah. my question about Belle is she's such an amalgamation of, of, of contradictions of what people are, you know, trying to squeeze it all into this perfect woman because she keeps, they start the, the film with, a song about how she's so different. Yeah. What? Because she's reading no. a book? Yeah. And then she's she keeps bringing up my dreams, my dreams. But actually, the book she's obsessed with, she's like, oh, Gaston, you don't understand what my dreams are. She's all like this sassy. I don't want to just get married. Yeah. I'm different. But then she's reading a yeah. book that is essentially Beauty and the Beast. It's about yeah. enchanted, yeah. you know, castle and stuff. And it's the same issue that I had with Little Mermaid. None of the stuff that happens to her would happen if she wasn't incredibly attractive. Yeah. So it's all yeah. acting upon yes. her. Like, she goes to save her, like Gaston being obsessed with her, one. The bookseller <gasps> giving her a free book. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What? Is this capitalism? Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's working. She's using that bookseller like a library. She's literally <laughs> borrowing books. Rude. That's rude. She's taking the piss. That's a business. That's flaw. Exactly. That's an independent business. And when she goes to rescue her dad, which is very brave, you yeah. know, really cool. Yeah. The beast treats her completely differently as a prisoner. First of all, mm. do you know why she's he's taken the dad as a prisoner? I don't know. Doesn't make sense. No. That makes no sense. But again, that's another problem because he just walked into his house. His giant house. Made himself comfortable. Like, if I was a beast, I'd be like... Who are you? <laughs> yeah, the last person who came in uninvited cursed me and turned me into a beast. Yeah. So I get why it's not that welcoming. Okay, here's a here's the thing. How much blame should realistically we be putting we'll come back to Belle. Should we be putting at the at the feet of these servants who presumably yeah. will also die that's the vibe yeah. i'm getting if if he gets yeah. if he doesn't find love they're also going to die so there's a strong motive for them to maybe yeah. bring some people into the castle maybe teach him some fucking manners so that if that's it drive some traffic that's it and again we're jumping around a lot <laughs> but Mrs. 
caught says husband at the end is a villager from Bow's Town. What? Surely at some point he would say, Guys, <laughs> just so you know, I haven't seen my wife and my child for about ten years. Decades. <laughs> yeah, like wouldn't all of the staff in the in the castle, which seems very near to the village, wouldn't they all be local people, you know? To some yeah. extent you know, on the lower levels, but no, apparently not. <laughs> Wouldn't you be like, oh, I've not seen Lumiere in the pub in about ten years? Exactly. (laughs) I wonder where he is. It's also the same as like, oh, I wonder what happened to the Queen. It's like if the Queen just fucking disappeared. Yeah. That's weird, because there's that gigantic (laughs) palace in the middle of London. Just going to rack and ruin. Uh, I guess nothing. They're not miles and miles. He's not on top of a mountain or anything. They just ride their horse for a minute and then they're in the fucking castle. Sorry, I've just got a problem with the inconsistency. Yeah, wouldn't you be like, oh, remember that child with no parents? It was a little bit, a little bit rude. You remember that tiny prince that we left in that fucking castle? Do you guys remember that? Where's he gone? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Everyone's just neglected beast. Yeah, okay, I'm starting to come around to your way yeah. of thinking. But at the end, when they were all, like, dancing and singing, it's like, no, where were you last year? Yeah, also... You don't deserve a party. You, were you not the ones who came with flaming torches and tried to kill, <laughs> kill me? Even... It's, and it really, that bit really made me think, wow, this is a real clear sort of immigrant or race thing. Yeah. Because yeah. literally they see Beast in the mirror and yeah. this Beast who they've never, ever seen before has yeah. never given them any trouble. And then they're like, no. they're going to take our children. They're going to rape <laughs> our women. And then they immediately go and they're like, oh, we're absolutely righteous and we're right. We're doing the right yeah. thing to go and kill him. Just leave him yeah. alone. Just leave him alone. A bit of local colour. That's And maybe I'm putting, putting too much on the film. Maybe not the first time I watched it, but the second or third time. I remember... Really enjoying it because thinking, oh, Beast is different. Like, I'm different. I don't fit into Mm -hmm. the norm. And I feel like the messages are trying to be looks don't matter and we should celebrate being different but the way they go about that is wrong yeah 100% because they're like oh he's alright now yeah now he's normal again yeah it could be a groundbreaking film, but they ruin it all at the end. I know, because it takes away everything. You know, to me, it even it also cheapens Belle's love for him. Yeah, yeah. Because 
Yeah. Uh, when she then sort of, it's like, it is you and she's touching your hair. I was like, no, it's not. Nah. There'd be an adjustment period at least. You don't start smooching this guy. Mm. You didn't even kiss Beast before. And now, also, no. does he not have a name? Does he not have a fucking name? <laughs> he could just be like, oh yeah. That shit. It's not like her name was human. Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah. He's got a name, surely. You're going to carry on calling him Beast? Beast. <laughs> so weird. Just call him John. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hello, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Gary. It's you. <laughs> I haven't seen you in 10 years. <laughs> oh, God. I really, really get bogged down in the detail of this. Me too. Like um, something that struck me yesterday was, where's the food coming <gasps> from? Oh my God, I never even thought of that. Yes, oh. Are they getting in the car delivery? Yeah. <laughs> do you think? Do you think maybe a Cogsworth is popping down to the market? <laughs> Isn't it weird how ten years ago that manservant disappeared, but now a, there's a clock that comes to the market? <laughs> You're so right. Where the fuck is that? <laughs> magic it because the wardrobe says something yeah yeah how magical are they i mean mrs potts always has plenty of tea Uh, yeah so how many children does she have because there's so many cups and then she's that's weird i don't know that's it i think i think the problem is with mr potts I, i think you're right who is so I think he's a human villager and he's aware of all of this. <laughs> but he, he thought, shall I tell anyone that my wife is now a teacup <laughs> and, my <laughs> and my son's a teacup? He's a... <laughs> Fuck it, no, I'll just take him some potatoes every morning. And the occasional ball gown. Yeah. Just to keep them in the... And he's probably living the life because even though right... Of the... We keep getting told that Belle is the most beautiful girl in the village. There's those three hot blondes with massive they... tits. Yeah. <laughs> I... I paused that bit. I bet you did. I paused paused it because I I was like, I did not clock that. Did you see the woman before as well? There's a a woman in the opening sequence who they're like, hello, Mrs. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, how's your wife? And they kind of nudge each other. She's got huge bazumbas. Massive cleavage just jiggling around. And that's the joke. That's like literally in the first 10 seconds, like something for the dads. It's just like, wow. Something for the dads. And <laughs> and <yeah>. a little <laughs> rosy <laughs> but that that brings me okay we do at some point need to get back to Belle but not right now because that brings yeah. me on to Gaston 
Oh, right. Let's say it as it is. He's a sexual predator. He's a sexual predator and a psychopath. Yeah. He just wants <clears throat> to kill and maim and destroy everything. <laughs> yeah. If everyone else in the village maybe was like an old woman or there's yeah. just three hot girls who are really into you. But he's like, no, no, I want that woman who's literally <clears throat> hiding behind a table and yeah. terrified of me. Yeah. That's it. And it was a line that really stuck with me where he planned the wedding to battle. Horrifying. He plans a wedding, um, a surprise wedding. It's like outside of her house. And he's like, I'm just going to get her to marry me right now. She doesn't know anything about it. Anyway, sorry, go on. And she says no, and they says to the bit, I'll have Belle for my wife make no mistake yes. about that. Yes. It's like, how about consent? No, no, none of that. And she, uh, there was something else that he said. It was something like, I always get what I want. He says a few times yeah. this thing of like, yeah. I'm Gaston. I always, oh, no one, that's what he says. I've written down. No one says no to Gaston. No one oh. says no to Gaston. Oh my God. And again, like you say, obviously what they're trying to do is look at this beautiful man, this hunk. Yeah. Yet underneath his skin, He's not a good person. He's not like um, the beast. But actually, he's just completely in control of so much. Yeah. He's able to send the dad to a mental institution. He's forcing her to... He's going to murder the beast for no fucking reason. It's like, give it up, mate. Yeah. You're on a roof. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, I get... Like everything in this film. And I want to say, I still really like it, but everything is the right idea, but it's not executed in the right way in that. I get they were trying to say, oh, he's attractive, but he's not nice. But the way he speaks to women, that should not be in a children's film. And the way it sort of boils down, I think, so often with this kind of thing is that a tiny child is not going to pick up on the nuance of the fact that the Gaston song is kind of taking the it's it's poking fun at the idea of this manly man, this masculine man. It's actually to all intents and purposes, it is a celebration of this man. You know, you're not going, yeah. oh, that's, oh, that's wry. That's funny. Clever. That's clever. No. You're just going, oh yeah, no one does drink like Gaston or think like Gaston. Oh, yeah. He's looking, yeah. he's wicked. Yeah. yeah, I guess he is the, the baddie, but it's so, it's so scary. Like that's what I find as a, as a woman. <laughs> I don't know if you know. Um, no, but, but watching Belle, this is a terrifying, Gasson is terrifying. It's, yeah. if he managed, if she doesn't manage to like sneak him around the door, he's always got her like pinned against places, pinned against the wall. Oh, yeah. She's not got, got anywhere to go. So he's frightening because you're like, if he gets his way, yeah. he's going to rape her. Basically. That's it. I didn't want to go that dark because it's a children's film. But at some point, especially that scene where he proposes, Mm -hmm. you're like, fuck, he could rape 
And if he managed to get her to marry him, that would be, that would be it. I mean, that's what it would mean. Obviously, as a child, you're not getting that because marriage is this sort of entity on its own in your head. But but then it's the same thing with the Beast where he just, like I say, I don't really remember much of the film. I, I knew I'd watched it before, but I was genuinely like, oh, when he was like, get out of here, come to dinner. Yeah. Like yeah. snarling at her, he's this huge, like you say, ten yeah. foot thing, and being yeah. like, "You do what I say." I'm like, fucking terrifying. This poor woman is yeah. just spending her whole life apart from her dad. No wonder she loves it, her dad so much. Yeah, all these men are just like intimidating her and terrifying her, and she has yeah. no real recourse apart from being a bit of a sass, you know? Yeah, that's it, and. It got me at the end when the beast and Gaston were having the fight. Yeah, like, these are two large men fighting over a woman. How was that okay, like... How about you tone it down and say to Belle, what do you want? No, no, no. Who do you want to be with? (laughs) You can't leave a woman to have those sort of decisions. Come on. We'll just decide who's strongest out of us and then that person gets to keep the girl. And then the other one will die. I mean, I didn't think Gaston yeah. needed to die. I thought that was... That's it. I really feel like that was a bit too extreme. It was a bit James Bondish, you know? Where actually yeah. it would have been nicer for the message for him to have had a realisation. Again, we're rewriting Beauty yeah. and the Beast, but... Yeah. For him yeah. to realise, like, you know, how come you can speak so well? Oh, because inside I'm like this. Oh, God, I... You know, have a realisation it's not what's outside, it's inside. You could sort of have a comedy moment of him being shamed or something. He's like, oh, I guess I'm a more rounded person now myself. Because Beast has had the chance to change. But we write Gaston off as like... But yeah, he... I mean, they touched in in the Emma Watson film... But we get Stone, I feel like a great arc for him will be he's actually gay. Yeah. So this is why he was set on marrying Belle, because he was trying to repress mm, he wanted the top his homosexual feelings and try to be overmasculine. So actually, yeah, a great ending for me will be Beast and Belle can reminisce about a great love affair. Beast remains a beast. Go to uni, get therapy, get great friends and eventually marry someone. Belle is alone for a lot of her life because she focuses on her career. But eventually she marries someone and gets done, <laughs> accepts his homosexuality and him and Lou have a great Gay sex yeah. all day, every day until the end of time, and then I come in and I shag all the free boobie women, and then I have an affair with the wife with the big boobies. <laughs> Oh, great, my great God. film. 
You've absolutely smashed it. Because <laughs> I did want to talk a little bit more about about Belle. I think it's only like five minutes, but when Belle and Beast have fallen in love, doing snowballs, drinking soup, <laughs> getting ready... Honestly, my heart melted and I was back there, three years old, watching it on the big screen. Oh, but I mean, I just feel like such a jaded old crone because (sighs) I just couldn't get past the, the events that led up to that, which were... Yeah. Which was... You know, she leaves. He's just being a, an absolute prick. Mm. She, mm. Uh, and being really threatening and, and frightening. Mm. And she leaves. And then she's set upon by wolves. And she's trying to, you know, fend them off. And then he kind of yeah. rescues her. And then, oh, <laughs> I had to bring this up. I wrote this in my notes. So he's like man down. He's like passed out in the snow. Yeah. She's there with her horse and she takes off her cape and lays over him. One, he has fur all over his body. Um, <laughs> and two, cut two, them walking back to the castle with Beast on the back of the horse. How? How did that happen? How did she, how did she get the fucking, <laughs> this huge 10 foot gorilla onto the back of a fucking horse? Mm, I call bullshit. But then also what happens when they get there? Like Yeah. She can't have help from a cock and a candle. You're so right. You're so right. Is she like, hey, coat rack, can you come and help me? <laughs> what? What does she do? And then then they have like a, the tiniest little disagreement that, you know, she's sort of fixing him up in that time honored, like dabbing things with yeah. cotton wool kind of way. <laughs> Again, though, I love that. I know. I'm a sucker. This is why I'm that. saying I'm so jaded because I'm like, okay, they're having this moment. And then he's still being his usual cantankerous self. And then she gives him like a little bit of sass. And just as a side note, yeah. she has the voice of a 40 year old woman she has she's got this really fruity voice that's so knowing like this and it's really odd so she kind of gives him this chat of like you should con- well maybe you should be like this well maybe you should learn to control your temper and um, and then he's like oh ooh. and then we got to the montage of, the, of them like drinking their porridge and feeding the birds and it's all just like, oh, what a... Each one is her just being, rolling her eyes affectionately, like, what a twat. <laughs> it's such a twat. He can't even eat a bowl of porridge um, in his castle. Again, I'm like, if... Uh, maybe it brings up for me, one, uh, it's very easy to live that kind of honeymoon. You know, that's very sort of... Yeah. They're living in a bubble at that point. You know, neither of them have any responsibilities. Yeah. They're just sort of spending time with each other. Yeah. But also, yeah. like you say, what they're trying to do is like, looks don't matter, so on and so on. There's a class thing here as well. If that was LeFou, if the yes. beast was actually LeFou and he lived in a little shack on the edge of the forest or yeah. whatever, and Belle was just a regular girl, like, would that be happening? Would they be having these romantic moments? It's because even in his beastliness, he's a big hulking, oh yeah, mama man. You know, it's not like he's like a tiny little, and I think it's telling that LeFou is is the sidekick and he's this tiny, like, he looks a little bit like one of the dwarfs from the Seven Dwarfs. He's got a big bulbous nose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the sort of like, oh, he's not even a man, you know? No. Whereas the beast no. still has that kind of big hulking masculine yeah. energy, big dick energy. Yeah. That's so, so fascinating. And not even considered class, but it's 
true and that's why I always feel a little let down by the ending because it's like oh it's okay it's not only with a good looking prince now but he's so rich he can look Mm -hmm. after her so Again, we said it's a cliche and they all lived happily ever after. But will they? Like, what does Bo's future really Because what the dream that she keeps on referring to, it actually seems to be a Disney shorthand for saying, this girl is different. But actually, all it is is that she reads. She reads, she likes books. We keep coming back to this idea of like, oh my God, the library. Oh my God, books, books, books for days. Yeah. Actually, hey, we don't really see her read books that much. B, it's not like she's, she yeah. ever it ever yeah. comes to bear in the story. It's not like, oh, I read it in a book. This will help you. You know, I can save it. Nothing like that happens. That's so we're like, it. Okay, yeah. what is your dream then? To just hang out with your dad and help him with his inventions? Yeah. Well, you haven't. Yeah. But we, she's just an empty vessel that we can put our dreams into. And like yeah. you say, like, yeah. in terms of the class yeah. thing, he lives in a fucking castle. We cannot deny that. She and all the staff yeah, who would have been caring for, like you say, this child. Yes, I'm getting too into it. Yes, obviously I'm <laughs> drilling down into yeah. it too much. This is where my brain goes. <laughs> it's like none of them have been his friend. They still treat him like staff and master. So he's not yeah. well adjusted. Yeah, He has no, you can't be on fucking honeymoon yeah. feeding the birds for the rest of your fucking life. I mean, I guess that's what the upper classes do but no it's just like what <laughs> but then also you need to have friends away from your yeah. relationship and neither no. of she doesn't even have do. like you know often she doesn't even have a flounder you know no no. She's got no sidekick at all. She's got no. nothing that she confides in, like a bluebird or anything like that. She's only, she's only got a dad and a horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Philippe, who somehow knew where the dad was, even though he never saw him go into the car. I think Philippe's got something to do with it, to be frank. <laughs> to be frank. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was worried that we would ruin my favourite childhood film. And it's full of problems. But Taylor told us that will still make me cry and make my heart sink every single time. You're such a romantic little bean. Look at you. <laughs> I'm dead inside. <laughs> I'm not. I am a romantic. Romance. <laughs> yeah, oh. I, and that's, I think, part of my problem is that I read so much when I was young, Victorian things, like, I, I, I had such a romantic view of life that life was constantly yeah. letting me down. Like yeah. Christmas, every Christmas yeah. I'd be like, but where's the roaring fire and the rosy-cheeked children <laughs> and the plum pudding? <laughs> where, yeah. where, you know, I'd like read Little Princess and be like, oh, maybe in the middle of the night, yeah. some, uh, someone will come in and completely make my room into a magical. Oh fuck! <laughs> no one's done anything. <laughs> <laughs> again, no one's done it again. Night after night. Um. So yeah, I think I've got like 
such a secretly romantic heart that I'm just like, you're going to yeah. be constantly disappointed, Anna. So you just, it's very hard. I mean, I do feel sorry for anyone who is with me because I'm always like, I think to, to get a romantic gesture over on me, you have to be quite, uh, you have to yeah. be quite ahead of the game. <laughs> but guys, I challenge you to try it. I, I think someone will one day and they'll be your oh beast. my god you're so sweet i can't believe it <laughs> <laughs> oh wow i okay i i just want more than me finding my beast i want you to find your three big titted milkmates <laughs> that's what i want in my heart for you and I think that... Yes, so sweet. <laughs> yeah, this is how I feel. That's what I want <laughs> to. So, if there's any big titties milk made out there, <laughs> I'm on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, send news. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay, I'm going to ask Rosie Jones. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast, is it still legit? Mm. <sighs> That's a tough one. No, because it got so many problems. Oh, I'm going to break my heart. But I think because of Gaston being very rapey <laughs> and <laughs> I'm gonna say no, no. I think you're right. I think this goes into we've got um we've got a section called <laughs> Evelyn Mox Library. So basically, yeah. anything that it's not legit, but it can go yeah. in the library for anyone who is able yeah. to to actually yeah. watch it and still stay woke. But you can't show yeah. it to you can't show yeah. that to a four year old now. No, no, yeah, you shouldn't take three year old Rosie to see <laughs> it, but thirty year old Rosie can watch yeah. it. See their problems, but still cry at beauty and obese that dance, and she can still look that for their mood. <laughs> so it's got everything. It really has. It's actually everything. It ticks all your boxes, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it ticks all my boxes. <laughs> literally made this podcast x-rated just that line <laughs> that delivery oh my god <laughs> um well thank you so much rosie what an absolute treat thank you what a great start to the absolutely day. and now let's just quickly do you have anything to plug um, yeah, I got my travel show, yeah. which is called Mission Accessible, and all episodes are on all four got, you got to check now. that out, guys. I mean, you've actually been um, really busy in this year. Yeah, it's weird. I think during lockdown one, a lot of people were like, I tell you what we need on telly. We need a tiny little disabled lesbian <laughs> on everything. I've been saying it for years. So, yeah, so thank you, and a woman stopped me last week, and when I know you, you are on everything, and I was like, 
Oh, um, thank you. Oh my god. And she would say it wasn't a compliment. No. Sounds was, really uh, well, threatening. It is because it means I can buy my own house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, if you want to catch Rosie, just turn on your TV. Yeah. Um, if you want to see me, have a telly. Have a telly. And also you should listen to her podcast, which is... Yes! You know. Because you're on our podcast. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, so you're going to... You were brilliant. You can have a double dose of... Rosie and Anna, yeah. but with an added helping of the amazing Helen Bauer. <laughs> Helen Bauer, she's crazy, oh, she's crazy, but we love <laughs> So that is Daddy Look At Me. And when's the next yeah. season coming out? It's out now. New episodes are out every Thursday. Okay. And I think season four is the best yet. Uh, it's the season I want. You're <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, you're Josie Rones. On Insta, yeah, uh, Twitter. Insta, Twitter, Telegram. <laughs> uh, just chat to me. I'll chat back. There you go. So you've, you're all stacked up and stocked up for extra helpings of Rosie. Rosie, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> See you later. Bye. What a joy Rosie Jones was. Such a treat. And so much to say about Beauty and the Beast. Still, it's running round my head. So if you have any thoughts or if you were traumatised slash over-romanticised by a Disney film or this film, drop us a line. We're on Twitter, Still Legit Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Still Legit Podcast. That's right. Or email us. We'd love to hear from you. You can also send us a voice note. That is, is it still legit at gmail.com? I feel like I need to make a, you know, a confession. Clearly, I'm terrible at introducing people. So I feel like I need to say Rosie is an incredibly prolific (laughs) comedian who works more than most comedians out there these days. Um, She's been on everything from eight out of 10 cats, plus the countdowns, plus the She's been on Live at the Apollo. She's written for Sex Education. She's shit hot is what we're saying, okay? And I just feel like I needed to honour that. I needed to honour that rather than my absolutely terrible intros. However, my next guest needs no introduction because he's been here before. We've got our first returning guest next week. Jack Barry will be here to talk to me about home alone yeah we're getting Christmassy um we did a little poll Uh, you guys were suggesting Christmas films for us we are watching home alone I'm very excited about that so yeah join us next week and in the meantime if you want to give us a little bit of Christmas spirit please give us a a rating five stars does loads for us Uh, a review even better and tell your friends you know people are going to be bored over Christmas they need to stock up on podcasts So spread the word. That's what Christmas spirit means to us. But that's it. Hopefully next week we'll be checking in with Emily and there will be a Christmas episode with Emily. Do not worry. Old school gang back together again. See you next week. (laughs) 